Hello, my friend. Are you a superhero in disguise, tirelessly juggling the needs of everyone around you while you put your aspirations and future on the back burner? Well, you're not alone, and you've just landed in the perfect spot. Welcome to the third season of Surviving to Thriving, the podcast designed exclusively for phenomenal women who are ready to take back their lives. I'm your host, Janessa Durrani, a wife and mom to two crazy teen boys. I combined my 30 plus years of experience in design and personal development to help women create lives they love inside and out. So get ready to laugh, learn, and leap into a life where you are the leading lady, not just the supporting role. It's time to trade surviving for thriving. Let's go. I was working with a client one-on-one recently when I asked her what it would feel like to get to what her goal is. And her response was, I can't even imagine it. And my initial reaction was, if you can't imagine it, it's not going to happen. Which isn't what anyone wants to hear, right? But if we are putting up blocks and doubt and cannot suspend all of the fear, we will stay doing what we've always done forever and ever and ever. So visualization is an amazing tool to be able to kind of go over those hurdles to be able to really suspend all of your doubt and all of those gremlins in your head telling you, well, you never were able to do it before. Why would you be able to do it again? And it can be really impactful. And I think, and this isn't just me, visualization, there's been a million studies on visualization James Cleary talks a lot about this in Atomic Habits. If you have not read that book, please, please read that book. And how sports, I want to say sports characters. No, they're not characters, Janessa. They're athletes. So athletes and coaches of premium athletes use visualization to help them kind of like the high jumper to get one inch higher, just a little bit more and what it's going to take, what it would feel like, what it would look like to be able to do that. And by visualizing it ahead of time, it paves the way for it to actually happen. Because if you can imagine it, you've already started the inner workings in your mind on what it would take to get you to that place. Okay? So, We are going into the holidays, we're going into a new year, we're going into just say a new month. And there's a part of us that's always like, this is the year. This is the year that I am not going to be drop dead tired on the 26th of December or on January 2nd. This is the year that I'm going to do things different. 2024, it's my year. I'm going to do all of these things. 
I'm going to do things differently. But that we've already talked about, and that's in episode 52 on intention setting versus resolutions and so forth and how we can make our goals stick. But there is this concept around the disconnect of we're easy. It's easy to kind of proclaim and to start and say, this is what we're going to do. But we haven't thought it all through. We haven't felt it in our body. We haven't created energy around it. We haven't brought it to life. And that's what I want to talk about today is the idea of how visualization is a key component in our success in anything. This could be used for kind of upping, leveling up in your business or taking that first big step into your next chapter. This could be how you approach your family and how you want to make it a more cohesive or well-run machine. I know I shouldn't really refer to my family as a well-oiled machine, but you know what I mean. It is a tool for your toolbox to thrive, to be able to actually follow through and be accountable for yourself. So why is it that we want, why I think that visualization is important? One is what I've already mentioned with my clients who are like, yes, I would love to have a fulfilling career. I would love to be able to go an entire day without overeating. I would love to be able to stick to a routine and be able to put myself first. But even though they say they love it, they can't even imagine it. And so thus, they're staying in that place. Also, As we go into a new initiative, and I'm telling you, these initiatives can be as simple as, okay, I'm going to actually make food in my own kitchen four out of the seven days this week. I'm not talking about, oh, I'm going to go and reinvent my entire life. This can be used for anything. So for any new initiative, we say, this is where I want to go, and this is what I have to do to get there, right? Tactical. I talk about this a lot. I am the executive function for four people, myself and the other three people that I live with. They don't see order and chronologic steps in any way, shape, or form. You might be a high executive functioning individual and you're like, yep, this is what I need to do, so on and so forth. Others might need help in coming up with those steps. But even when you have those steps, that's the push, right? This is the push. I need a daily practice. I need to break these down into tiny little steps. I need to set time aside each day to do these things, so on and so forth. Those are tactical. And we're like, I got this. I'm going to do this. Until day three, when you didn't set your alarm so you didn't get up on time, or you are just tired of making dinner in your own kitchen on the fourth day, or you're kind of scared about taking that next step to whatever it is. And those pushes, 
are easy to put off to the next day. So all of these tactical things that I talk about all the time, this whole idea of taking big, hard things and breaking them down into the tiniest of steps, absolutely imperative, but that's only half the equation. That's the push. You need the pull. The pull is the visualization, the being able to see yourself in your mind's eye, to feel it in your body, what it feels like, what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it smells like, to get to that goal. What is the reason you're going to do this? What is the impact that it's going to have? Take this simple example of I'm going to cook meals four out of the seven days in my own home. What would that look like? What's the impact on your budget? What's the impact on your health and those within your family? What's the impact on the connection that you'll have with each other? What is the impact on the model that you make for your family as they move forward and go out into the world. When you can see that, feel that, and acknowledge what that would feel like to have such an impact on all those things, you're more apt to get up a little earlier, take that next step, go the extra step to get wherever you're wanting to go. But until you feel it and visualize it, you don't have that pull. Okay? So now that we're on the same page, that you understand that visualizing is a key piece, how do you do it? So I use visualization with my clients one-on-one all the time. We have one that we do in Igniter, which is called the future self. I have also in Igniter, my dream day visualization. Right now in the craze to calm package for the holiday, I have a guided visualization on visualizing your holiday. And that actually, that same visualization could be used it doesn't, that one could be applied to kind of any, any initiative that you're doing. I also have my vision boarding, my intuitive vision boarding course, but also there's a podcast on that on, which is number 53 that you can do. So these are all ways of visualizing what it is you want and what the impact will have on you. Okay. So Without, since you're probably driving or walking and so forth, I'll just walk you through the steps as opposed to doing a guided visualization. But this idea of doing it from your head, your head space of like, I'm going to visualize this and I'm going to write it down. This is what it's going to look like. That's what it's going to feel like, so on and so forth. Typically, especially if you've never achieved it, you're looking at it from the perspective of seeing someone else got it, getting it. So you're picturing someone else achieving this and then kind of translating it over to here. I really want you to do this as a meditative process. 
and you don't need to sit on the floor cross-legged with your back bones straight and so forth. This is literally giving yourself 10 minutes to close your eyes, focus on your breath. I always ask people to take three cleansing breaths at the beginning, and I have everyone take a deep inhale for five counts, hold it for five counts, and then blow it out through your mouth, just feeling it out of your, just this big sigh for a full five counts and doing that three times and then returning to your regular breathing, but then visualizing and you can visualize, there's many different visualization tools. Two that I love. One is visualizing a white light that's coming down onto the crown of your head and slowly kind of running down your body. And as you visualize it, thinking about each part that it's hitting, the crown of your head, to your eyes, to your forehead, to your nose, your mouth, and just relaxing each of those parts as it just kind of envelops you all the way down to your fingertips and your toes. Another is visualizing a very calm piece of water, a lake, a pond, and dropping a pebble and seeing those waves, the tiny ripples that go out to long waves. And every time you throw another pebble, the relaxation in your body extends further and further and further. And even when you think that you are completely relaxed, I want you to then get 15% more comfortable. And then once you're there, I want you to use the visualization tool of imagining yourself after, after you have achieved what you're wanting to achieve. Not in that moment. I want you to see what life is like after. So for the holiday visualization that I have available right now, I'm asking you to wake up on New Year's Day and come into your world on New Year's Day after just having your ideal December, whatever that is for you. And what, how do you feel? What do you remember? How are you navigating your day? What was the best thing that had happened? So on and so forth. So it's not necessarily visualizing the, the thing. It's visualizing the impact. What is now possible for you? If you had your ideal December, waking up on New Year's Day, do you feel adventuresome? Do you feel depleted? Do you feel calm? Do you feel refreshed? Do you feel energized? Is your heart full? What is it? How did you navigate that situation? And now what is possible as you go into a new year?
there is always the piece around the visualization that is tied to the why. I know you're probably getting tired of me talking about the why, but we have to have a why. What is the impact? I could say I'd love to run a marathon, even though you know I don't run and that would never happen. But why? Why would I even, why would I want to run a marathon? If you ask 10 marathoners randomly, their why will be different. But they need to have a why to get up and do that every single day, to work incrementally harder every day to get them to that big goal. A marathon seems, for me, that's like I might as well just walk around the world. But it is a great metaphor for something that is very large that can absolutely be broken down into the smallest of pieces and make achievable for every single person in some way. So as you come out of your visualization of picturing yourself in your dream day post achieving your goal, and I want you to picture yourself where you're at, what you're doing, who is there, how do you feel, what's possible, what are your lessons learned? What do you want yourself to know now that you have already achieved then? Coming out of a visualization, once you've come to that place, know that you can always go back to that place. You can tap into this future self within you every single day. As you then come out, this is where you want to have a piece of paper, a journal, get it all out. Once you have what the visualization is, a solid why, and tangible impacts that this is going to have on your life and those around you, then you have your pull. And with that pull, then you can create your push. What is it that you learned? What was made it possible for you to get there? What do you need to put in place on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to make sure that you can continue to push towards that goal as the visualization is continuing to pull you in that place? Okay, if you've got a push and a pull, you're going to keep going, my friend. So when you get to that end place, then you can create the practice. We leave nothing to chance. How many times do we say, oh, this is the year. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then we just hope by putting it out into the universe that things are going to happen. That's not how it works. The other piece, as it ties into creating kind of this practice, is visualizing or realizing what does, let's say it doesn't matter if what the initiative is, someone who already has that, has achieved that, 
what are the traits, habits, and practices that they use? That's part of the visualization, right? If if you have an amazing runner, they are always kind of modeling the behavior of a runner who runs a little bit faster. And that runner is a little bit faster, right? So we have to look towards and forward to who is doing it already. And then we model our behavior around them. This is another key from James Clare in Atomic Habits, which is this idea is you're kind of faking it till you make it. And I can use my own example of being a morning person. Everyone used to, I, you can't flip through any practice articles online that don't say like, oh, the morning is the best time. I love getting up early and hearing the birds and drinking my coffee before everyone wakes up and so on and so forth. I used to listen to those and I'm like, you must be freaking kidding me. Like 11 to 2, that's my prime time, my friends. I was not, had no really interest in being a morning person. I'm also not a night owl. I am a middle of the day kind of gal, okay? So, but as a business owner with two small children and only so many hours in the day to be able to have them at home, I had a nanny, but I had at home for half of the day, I needed to switch things up so that I made sure I had time for myself and I had time for uninterrupted business time. And so I needed to become a morning person. And so I looked at what do morning people do? They actually get up early. They actually use that time effectively, so on and so forth. So there is this piece of modeling the behavior of a successful, is it a runner? an artist, a writer, a morning person, whatever it is looking that you're looking to become. What are those traits and how can you start putting them in place and literally faking it till you make it? If you start doing the practice, the belief will come. So there are parts of any of our visions that could be beyond our control, okay? And that's where then, with all of this knowledge, you can then start to craft a manifestation script and manifest all of the things that are outside of your control, kind of letting universe take a part in your visualization. And that is from... Let's see, which episode is number 17 is my eight steps to manifesting your dreams. So by understanding that you need something to pull you to what you want next, whatever it is, simple, complex, and everything in between. The best way to do that is to get into your body to be able to suspend your fears, your doubts, and all of your past, I won't call them failures. 
We are either winning or we're learning. So everything that came before now was just getting us that much smarter, that much stronger, that much more resilient to be able to do whatever we're doing next. As long as your vision, you can feel it, touch it, imagine it, and focus on what the impact it makes on your life and tied to your why, and then start putting that pull piece in there of your practice. You're going to get there, my friend. Give yourself the gift of 10 minutes to create your own vision for what you want next. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Surviving to Thriving. Remember, you're not alone in this adventure, and I'm here cheering you on every step of the way. If you found value in today's episode and want to stay connected, make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform by subscribing. You'll never miss an episode filled with practical strategies, my quirky stories, and of course, a few laughs along the way. And hey, let's spread the word together. If you're loving what you're hearing, I'd be incredibly grateful if you would take a moment to leave a review. Your reviews not only make my day, but they also help other incredible women like yourself find the podcast and join our thriving community. So as we wrap up today, remember that you are worth every freaking ounce of effort you put into yourself. If you need me, you can find me at Just Janessa on all social media platforms, and my email is in the show notes. Catch you in the next episode.